Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Seer Soccer Studs podcast, where we discuss the beautiful game with a southern twang. I'm your co-host, Matt. And I'm Joe. So, Matt, are you ready to cut this biscuit? I am, Joe. I'm going to go all Paula Dean on it, put a pound of butter, Ooh. just call it good. Slather it. <laughs> Pure Southern style. Oh, my goodness. Them so, arteries clogged. <laughs> say what? <laughs> they get them arteries clogged. Oh, yeah. I've been trying to loosen up them arteries lately, <laughs> but see how that goes. Well, guys, welcome. Ladies and gents, we're back. Joe, I feel like little, it's been uh, a lifetime since I've seen you. Yeah, been a little hiatus, man. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got overwhelmed with the games. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Like, dang. So, uh, Joe, you you took a little trip recently. Took a little trip. To uh, a mountain holler. Down the holler. Oh, yeah. Country road. Yep, country road. Take you home. Wild and wonderful. West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> How yes, much bando, banjo music did you hear? Uh, enough. I'm good on banjo for a while. I had to check on Joe after the first night and make sure he was still okay. <laughs> they were yeah. way up in the holler. It was, yeah. A little crazy. It was cool, though. Really good time. Good. Good. Yeah, but no, yeah, no cell signal, no nothing at times. So. Well, that's just like living here. I mean, yep. half the time my phone doesn't work anyway <laughs> yeah. lately. Goodness. Well, it's good to be back, guys. Um, we have a lot, a lot to get through today. Mucho, um, yes. for those who speak Spanish. Mucho mas. Mucho mas. <laughs> so, um, what we're going to do, first off, is allow Joe to talk about the song that he uh, brought it, brought to us today. Yep, I brought it up in here. Um, just a little gift. I don't remember this song. Uh, I heard the album before, didn't remember it. Loved the song. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, All the Wrong Reasons. Mm, good road trip song. Enjoyed it. Added it to my Spotify. And, yeah, so we'll put a link in the show notes. Check it out. Was this one of his big hits, or was this one kind of like, oh, it was like a deep creeping cut. in the... It could have been a hit. Okay. But what? Okay. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. It was a good song. Yeah. Good song. Good, good album. I could see you road tripping to West Virginia that just on repeat. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> well, you couldn't do uh, Spotify or no radio stations. So, like, what CDs you got? Wow. Yeah. Going back to the compact disc. Yes. <laughs> Simpler times for all of us, I'm yes. sure. Oh, yeah. Man, you see pay phones up there. Like, wow. Like, usable pay phones. I hadn't seen that in a long time. Yeah. Ain't nothing around here like that. Uh-uh, no, sir. <laughs> Oh, well, good stuff, good stuff. Um, what we're going to do is just quickly run through the games last week. There were six games. Um, the reason being is we have a huge, huge <laughs> amount of stuff to cover today. So just real quick, last week we had Sheffield get their first win of the season by yes. beating Newcastle one nothing. Man, you went up to... Turf Moor. Burnley. Burnley. Got a 
a good three points up there with mm-hmm. a one nil win as well. Had to battle, but hey, love it. Yep. Then Wolves fell to Everton at their home. What is their Molyneux? Molyneux, yes. Well done, Joe. (laughs) That score was Wolves 1, Everton 2. And then Manchester City beat Brighton Hove Albion. Well-played game, 1-0. Tottenham and Fulham, a London derby, ended 1-1. Good job, Fulham. Mm Mm-hmm. And then another London derby, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, nil-nil. Yep. Whew. All right. Let's take a five-minute break. And we'll come <laughs> Ooh, that's so, a good yeah. recap. Yeah, yeah. That should be about how quick most of our podcasts should go. <laughs> yep. But we're not People there. People begging us. <laughs> so, guys, yes, we have quite a few games to get through. Um, nine games this week simply because Aston Villa – had um, an outbreak, so their game was postponed. Um, nine games, then we do our segments, and we got an email this week, so please stick around for that. Yes. So, if you're ready, we're ready. Hey, let's I'm get it ready. going. Yeah. All right, so we, Joe and I, decided to do something a little bit different this week. I don't know why we haven't done something like this before. Um, we chose basically five games, so we basically split up the uh, the weekend. Yes. I took all the games on Saturday, so bear with me. You're going to have to hear my voice for a little while. <laughs> Buckle up. Not that that's anything out of the ordinary. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, uh, yeah. All day Saturday. So, first game Saturday started off with Wolves. Two, West Brom three. This was the Black Country Derby. Mm. Didn't even know that this existed, but apparently it's pretty spicy. It's a thing. Yes. Midlands Derby. And what a game it was. Crazy game. Wow. Crazy. Yes. Big Sam. Big things. Yes. He I mean, if you're if you're gonna win win a game, any game and you're on the, at the bottom of the table, you got to win a local derby. That's where you get the fans going. Mm. And by beating Wolves, that probably put a lot of people behind him. It's just unfortunate that my boy Connor Gallagher wasn't on the pitch. Mm. Not sure. Yeah, I think he was suspended for yellow cards, if I'm not mistaken. Probably was. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> we'll get to the game. So... <laughs> Really early on, like eight minutes in, Bali. He had an interesting first half. Uh, what's his first name? Wilfred. Wilfred Bali. Yep. Yeah. Gives away a penalty in the first half, pretty much right on the line of the PK, the penalty area. And it was a stupid foul to give away. The uh, attacking player was not going anywhere. I think it was Robinson. He wasn't going anywhere. He was going with his back to goal. And Bali took him down. Pereira steps up, puts it away. And then in the 38th minute, the young 18-year-old, is he the, uh, yeah, he's their record signing for Wolves. Mm-hmm. Fabio Silva. Record level hair. I mean, his name's Fabio. Yeah. Like, 
if you're gonna have if you're named Fabio, you better have some. some it's a requirement. You gotta have some locks, locks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> some luscious locks. Yes. Yeah, he got some moves to go with it. Yeah, yeah, he did. He um. So Bali, Wilfred Bali again. It's in the mix. Ball kind of bounces around a little bit, and the defender backheels it to Fabio Silva, who beast mode somebody, mm. just leans his body into him. A little baby beast mode. Yeah, used his body really well. May have been a push, but, eh, this is his first goal. Side foots it in. Doesn't, doesn't smash it, just passes it where the goalie wasn't. Tap it in. Tie game. 1-1. <laughs> and then right after that, about mm. five minutes later, Bali again. Yes. This time, he scores. So, in the first half, he gave away a PK. He got an assist and, and a, a goal. goal. Yes. Wow. What a day. <laughs> yeah. Take what? a bow, son. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that was just the first half. So, West Brom goes up one nothing. Wolves come back, score two goals to take the lead into halftime. And it wasn't over yet because seven minutes into the second half, Ajayi scores for West Brom. And this was a flicked looping header. <clears throat> Did you see this? Yes. Ball was crossed in. One guy flicks it, then another guy just flicks it up. Yeah. Just like, just, like circus. It was. Yeah. Yeah, this, like this whole game rocks was like. on a lake. It was <laughs> like, like little Matt. <laughs> After school, go down to the the lake. But, yeah, a few minutes later, um, Connor Cody, captain, Mm. takes down Robinson again for another West Brom PK. I mean, I think it was a soft penalty, very soft penalty. But they're just – I mean, when you see it in slow motion, it's like, yeah, he probably – Probably, you know, fell a little too easy on that. Tried a little too hard to go down. But uh, I'd, I'd rather see players stay on their feet. Not that I've said that before or not on this podcast. I've but never heard it <laughs> nope. mentioned you on this first podcast. Here. <laughs> but, yeah, so Pereira steps up again, puts it the other direction this time. So game ends 3-2. I mean, there were a lot of chances on both ends for goals to happen, but ultimately – Game ends 3-2 West Brom. Big win for Big Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Well, the next game of the weekend was Leeds nil, Brighton and Hove Albion 1. Leeds started off as they always do, like a cannonball shooting out of a dang cannon. <laughs> Just going after. That's normally where they shoot from. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, Lee started off really fast-paced, going after him. Um, had a few chances, but Rodrigo definitely probably should have scored. He just took his eye off the ball when uh, Alioski crossed one in. I think a defender may have kind of blocked his view, but still should have scored. But Neil Mope in the 17th minute finishes off a tap-in. But it was a great move, a great setup from Trossard and McAllister. Mm-hmm. Good interplay. Yeah. McAllister, he hasn't played much, I think, due to injury. But, 
you know, he wears the number 10 for a reason, yeah, and he showed right. it. Yeah. The rest of the first half, Trossard had a shot hit the crossbar or a deflected shot hit the crossbar. That was really it. The second half, Jack Harrison had a shot wide in a great position. I mean, he should have probably tried to work the keeper on this one. Inside the PK, didn't even put it on frame. You know, that's a cardinal sin right there. If you're in the box, you make the goalie work. And Trossard, Trossard had a uh, shot go high from a great position as well. Then Roberts for lead, scuffed a shot towards the end of the game. And then Webster had another shot saved. That's basically all that happened in this game. Yeah, I thought Leeds looked a little flat. Yes, and it's kind of concerning because in the FA Cup, they lost to like a third-tier yes, team. it's not looking and good. it was 3 nothing. Yeah. before halftime. Good gosh. Yes. So, I don't know what's going on if they're mm, – Sometimes you hit a wall. Yeah. I mean – All teams do. Yeah, so, I mean, there have been other cases where it's been documented. Second half of the season, they start slipping. Really? Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, I think Leeds, I think they'll be back. Yeah, I mean, they currently have, you know, they're tied for fourth or fifth in most goals scored, but they've also <laughs> let in yeah, yeah. <laughs> more. Yes, that's what's crazy. <laughs> yes. They've scored 30, let in 34. <laughs> wow. Mm. Got to work on the defense that, there. Yeah, Leeds. that ain't going to get you too far. Yeah. All right. Moving on to West Ham versus Burnley. West Ham ended the game with a 1-0 win. From our boy, Beast Mode. Mm. He's back. Yes. What did you think of that celebration that he did? I did not see it. Okay. He laid down on the (laughs) – He was – He laid down on the ground on his back and was doing the breaststroke on the field. Oh, okay. Well, I love it then. It's rather interesting. Yes. But, uh, yeah, he uh, basically just tapped a ball in. Ball was crossed in. Ben Mee flicks the ball basically right to Mikhail Antonio. Tarkowski was there to head it out, but Ben Mee's flicked header ticket right away from from Tarkowski. And, uh, from his wood, brother. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Mm. And then um, Antonio just tapped it in. This game actually had a lot going on. Um, Burnley scored, but, of course, it's ruled offsides. VAR caught him. Um, Ogbana hit the post. Chris Wood had a powerful shot that just went just a smidgen wide. Wood's got to find the right angle. Mm. So You got to hit that wood. Yep. In the second half, Ben Mee cleared, uh, had a goal line clearance from Mikel Antonio. Um, so... Beast Mode could have had two. Four Nows had a volley blocked. Ben Mee had a header that went about a yard wide. So a lot, lot going on with this. And McNeil hit the crossbar. Mm. So mm. Burnley had chances. They just couldn't find a way to win. But, yeah, actually, this game – the color scheme in this game. You had uh, 
West Ham wearing the uh, what's the color? That claret. Claret. Yes. Yeah. Wearing the claret tops with the white bottoms. Burnley were wearing the yellow tops with the claret bottoms. Ooh. It was good colors. Quite the yeah. It was a contrast. Good palette. Yeah. Oh, full palette. I liked it. Mm. All right. Moving on to my boys. Fulham nil, Chelsea won. Yikes. Yikes. Why? Why are you saying yikes? Mm. Dull game. Yeah. (laughs) Good for Fulham. They look pretty good. Fulham, their last five games had tied all of them. Yes. Against. Scotty P is. He's got something He's found, yeah, a little formula. Yeah, I think if Ruben Lotfitz-Cheek was able to play against his parent club, probably a different game. Might have been different. Because he would have definitely handled both Jorginho and Kovacic at the same time and just pushed them aside. But, yes, you're exactly right. If there could have been a recording in my house during this game, (laughs) I – Emma was probably so frustrated with me because I kept saying the same thing. What were you saying? Okay, yeah, let's just pass the ball from A to B to C to D across the back line. Let's not play it forward. I mean, that's not the point of the game. No. Why go forward when you can just go back? There's no creativity. Nobody tries to play a pass through the lines. It's just dull. That game reminded me of when Mauricio Sarri was coaching Chelsea. That's a dirty word. Yes. Very dull, just complacent soccer. And it just... Jorginho. Yes. Soccer. Exactly. It It was rough to watch. Now, I went back and watched the highlights of the game, and Chelsea had some chances. I mean, Mason Mountain hit, smashed the ball in the first half off the crossbar from close range, probably should have scored. But really, in the first half, the best chance came to Fulham. Calvario, ball was played in, and he could have side-footed it right in. What does he do? He kicks it off his plant foot, and it goes out for a goal oh, kick. Painful. Yeah, that was that was rough. I'm glad you bring up Mason Mount, though. A buddy I was watching the game with had a good point. He said, Mason Mount, who does he think he is? Mark McGrath? <laughs> the Sugar from, Ray from League singer. Yeah, <laughs> with the little chin strap. So ever since then, I've been thinking in my head, he looks like Mark McGrath. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that I could, I can see that. Yep. I don't get I don't get it. A couple of them have that look, man. I do not get it. A little chin fuzz. When, if you remember when when we were younger – and we didn't have actual legitimate facial hair. We would let anything grow out that you could that claim resembled facial hair. Yes. So we we probably have all gone through that little. He's <laughs> proud of it. Yeah, exactly. He's, He's a like, proud man, peacock. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> I've he, got three hairs. Yeah. And he's too young to remember Mark McGrath and Sugar Ray. So yeah, he's probably oh, this is a cool look. I'm gonna rock this. Yeah. What's that song? Uh, by Sugar Ray. Fly? Not the, Put that Put your one. arms around me, baby. No, the the one that was a little more slow. Someday? Yep. 
When my life yeah. has passed me by. Okay, that's all you get, people. Yep, that's enough. <clears throat> but right before the first half was over, the American, Anthony Robinson. Crazy. Goes straight up Cobra Kai. Yeah, he did. Oh, man, Three Ninjas style. Yeah. <laughs> Three Ninjas strike back. Yes, on Azpilicueta's leg. Ooh, sent him flying. <laughs> I mean, if you watch it, he gets some air. Yeah, he does. I mean, a lot of that is him trying to get out of the way and protect himself, but the force of that tackle was rough. Yep, the follow-through with the right leg, yeah, that's what yeah. sent him. Yeah. And like Tony Hawk, pro skater, he got up. Yes. And if you watch Anthony Robinson, as soon as he kind of looks up from the slide tackle, you could tell he was like, yep, I know what's going to happen. Yep. He knew right away. Yeah, no argument. I mean, it's a forceful tackle. Was it I, – I, I didn't see – I'm not hating on him. Okay. That's what good. I'm trying to say. I just – I mean, I res- I've really enjoyed watching Anthony Robinson play. That oh, he was, was having just, a great game too, like seriously good. I mean, he is a real player. Yes. And I think that was just an overzealous tackle. Yep, right before halftime. Yeah. No need for it. No need. As Piliqueta people. Yes. I mean, come on. Gosh, speaking of him, every time I watch him, I think that he gets slower. I agree. I mean, he he looks like he is literally running in quicksand half the time. (laughs) He got cement in his shoes. And, I I mean, the same thing happened to uh, Bronislav Ivanovic. Like, one year, Bronislav was our defensive player of the year. The next year, it's like he aged 10 years and everybody was running past him, and he had, he struggled. Aged in dog years. Yeah, and I, I see this with Azpilicueta. I know he's a leader. I know he's our captain, but we got to look towards the future. I know we have Reese James, but we need a backup for Reese James because Azpilicueta, he's just – he can't he can't do it anymore. And mm-hmm. he's he, he does nothing – in the final third. If he gets the ball, he never tries to whip in across. He's got to stop it, run back, get his plant <laughs> back right, up, and then go in and kick it. Yeah. It's just it's painful to watch. It is. He's done so much for the club, though. I mean, we, we got him for like $7 million, and we've had him for so many years. He's won just about everything, so I can't complain. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's slowing down, and it's sad to watch. But in the second half, Chelsea get the goal from Mason Mount. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's he's going to be a player. Oh, he is. He's yeah. solid. I mean, that was a good – yeah, they needed it. They were knocking on the door. Yeah, I felt like a goal was coming. Yeah. Areola did really poorly with that. I mean, the ball was crossed in, and he just kind of swatted at it. Instead of pushing it out wide, he pushed it right back towards almost the PK spot, and Mason Mount just crushed it. So I think that's poor goalkeeping. He probably would – Ariola would be upset with himself on that one. Mm. But towards the end of the game, Cullum hudson Doy came on, looked amazing, fed uh, Werner twice for some – Oh, gosh. No, I'm sorry. Christian Pulisic put Werner in the one time. Yes, he did. hudson Doy put oh, him in man. for another. 
I thought surely he's got no confidence. One of them was going to go in. That's bad. Yeah, that was bad. I really feel for Werner because everything he's doing, every all of his mechanics are right. Everything he's doing is correct until that final touch, and it's just that lack of confidence, and it's, it's sad to see. It's really sad to see. But my boys got away with a, a win. If we play like we did on that day against Leicester tomorrow, it's going to be a spanking. Mm, okay. So, I'm going to quote you on that. Yeah. Lester will spank us. If yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. You mean like barehanded a, or a paddle? Oh, I mean, what no. level? Oh, my goodness. Like, what level of – this is like fraternity hazing with oh, the paddle ooh, level. Dang. Okay. Yes. Oh, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> right. Speaking of Lester, Lester 2, Southampton, nil. What a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably probably should have ended 1-0. You know, Harvey Barnes getting the basically the stoppage time goal yeah. to finish it off. But, man, what a game. These two teams. Two extremely solid teams. Yes. Two good coaches. Like, I used to make fun of Bridget, Brendan Rodgers, but what he does with no. these boys is just unreal. And he – he continues to prove his doubters wrong. Just when you think Lester is falling off, no, they have a huge performance. And they got one the other day. I mean, Jamie Vardy, you know, we love the Vardy party. You know we do. Had the most shots in a game for him Yep. without scoring. Mm, no goals. Was it like seven or eight shots? Yeah. Gosh. Usually he needs one shot. For one goal. Yeah. No. I mean, McCarthy came up real big in one of them. I was thinking he was going to get a goal, and it kind of sucked for me because whoever uh, – oh, James Justin played him in. And so I was like, oh, yes, Vardy's going to put this away. But then he kind of overthought himself, cut it back, and then played a side-footed left-foot shot that McCarthy saved. But – Anyway, the game was back and forth um, <clears throat> in the first half and the second half. James Madison scores a rocket. But what I was impressed with, so James Madison started to run, and Telemans put him where he needed to be. The pass that Telemans put played into him, he said, this is where the you need to run to, not – you make your run, and I'll I'm going to be you. a quarterback and find you. No, you need to be here. Yep. Played him in, great ball, and then James Madison, incredibly wow. intelligent player, cut in front of the defender. So the yep. defender – Blocked him. Yeah, he blocked him out and then did a Landon Donovan 2010 World Cup. Swim moved it. Yes, just – just So the defender can't – that's impossible – really to defend against because you can't go in and tackle him because it will give away a PK. You'll probably get a yellow card for it. But James Madison gets it, and then from a very tight yeah, angle. That shot is unstoppable. Roofed it. If you hit it right, yeah, get roofied. <laughs> Gosh, McCarthy got roofied. He got roofied. roofied. Dang. Wow. That um, roofling. Yeah, yeah, let's not talk about that. Oh, man. But – uh. Still in first half, um, Bertrand 
had a, I mean, he straight up smashed this ball. And Schmeichel got really lucky that it was kind of hit right at him because I think it hit his right hand into his left hand and then went over. And, I mean, it was a reaction save, which was very lucky, very lucky. I mean, Southampton, especially Bertrand, if he would have played that either right or left of the goalie just by a, a foot or two, that would have been in. He wouldn't be able to react to it. But yeah, in the second half, um, Armstrong had a heck of a game for Southampton. He, he I think he's Scottish or Irish. Ooh, I, I, guess, I mean, I think maybe Scottish. We don't want to get that wrong. You don't want to call. He might come over here and kill yeah, us. Yeah, so we may want to look yeah. that up. But uh, Armstrong had a heck of a game and hit a smashed a ball. That hit the crossbar, fell to uh, Shane Long, who gets basically taken out by your boy, Johnny Evans. Yes, Johnny. But he's Scottish. He is Scottish. Cool. Yep. Um, but yeah, Johnny Evans takes Shane Long completely out. Luckily for Johnny Evans, Shane Long was in an offside position because he basically r- just. Use them as stairs to get up somewhere, <laughs> basically. Oh, man. <clears throat> but, yeah, then the rest of the game was just back and forth until about the 94th minute when Harvey Barnes gets played in by Telemans again. Yes. Gosh, he had both of those assists. He's a heck of a player. Oh, yeah, the whole team little is, drag just, queen. is stacked. Yeah, Mr. Cocoa Butter. Oh, that blush that he yeah. wears is beautiful. <laughs> man. Flawless that. complexion. Yes. And what a player. Oh, I mean, yeah. he really is. Oh, he's incredible. When he first came, I was like, who is this guy? And then, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of the Belgians. Yeah. So I was watching the Belgian team play, and I was like, oh, there's Tuleman's. Oh, I didn't know he oh, was. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's a baller. He's a, yeah. Harvey and, Barnes. <clears throat> yeah, Harvey Barnes. I mean, yeah, he – what a goal. He gave the – I like this. He goes down – looks at the goalie, gives him the eyes like, hey, I'm going to put it to my left, you're right. Yeah. Goalie goes that way, what does he do? Still looking that direction, plays it to his right. Way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What a finish. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, Shade's a young Michael Owen. Yeah. Just how he runs, just when you put him through, you know something's going to happen. Oh, he's quick. Yeah. The thing I like most about this Leicester team is the confidence that the midfielders have to play the ball through the lines. That is something that I wish Chelsea would do. But I don't think it's just the midfielders that have the confidence. It's the attackers that have the confidence in themselves that say, hey, if he plays me the ball, I know where I'm putting it. Instead of just being reacting when once the ball is played. Like these guys can play between the lines. They're always moving. I mean, they're they're a well well drilled team. Oh, and I really yeah, these were two it. really organized teams. But yeah, Leicester just man. I mean, that team is going to push top four probably yeah. all season. Oh yeah. I mean, they. Yeah, I'm 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 worried about tomorrow's game. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. I'm excited. All right, 30 well, minutes of me talking. Alrighty. Your turn, Joe. All righty, yeah. Those of y'all who like my sultry voice, <laughs> hi, Mom. 
Uh, here it comes. <laughs> uh, All righty. We're going to start off with Sheffield United versus Totteringham Hotspurs. Let's go with Spurs. Okay. Ooh, what does Jose Mourinho love? Early goal. What did he get? An early goal. Serge Aria, fifth minute, headed at home for my boy Son. Good cross, good goal. I mean, but credit to Spurs. Didn't shut up. Didn't just shut down shop, do the whole thing. No. Actually pushed on, looked good. This was a pretty commanding performance, I thought, from them. I mean, Sheffield, their game, they'll fight anybody. They're not quitting. However, I mean, it's there's nothing. There's nothing there. I'm sorry. I just can't see anything happening for them. Maybe Big Sam and West Brom can pull something out, Fulham. Sheffield, I think you just got to look at them and say, it's nailed on. You you keep you keep expecting them to pull out a win, which they got one yes. last week against Newcastle. Yep. But – you, after what they did last season, we just expect expect more from them. You know, there's there's a lot of luck in football and soccer. You know, and I think that they rode their luck last season as far as it could go. Yes, they used up all the magic <laughs> shamrock juice. That little lucky rabbit's foot is just rubbed raw now. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, Magic's gone. Um, yeah, what can you do? Especially when you're playing against uh, Harry Kane, Hunter Killer. I mean, oh, it's strike. just every you re, when you really watch what he did, how he took it. Well, I mean, uh, uh, Pierre Emil Hoiberg, Hoiberg, Hoiberg. <laughs> you know, steals the ball, gets it. Harry Kane takes. I mean, just perfectly perfect touch, perfect. And that he turned towards goal, knew exactly where he was going, didn't like mess around, dilly dally, went straight for it, shoots it, great shot, two nothing. His second touch, so his first touch is where he turns. His second touch puts him in the position to shoot. Yes. That second touch, he pushed it just enough to keep it away from the defenders. But not enough where he would be stretching to shoot. He just set himself up perfectly. And when you when Harry Kane's around the box, the box, he's gonna hit one, and you better the goalie better be ready because that's coming about seventy to hundred miles an hour at you. Yeah, and I mean somebody has to get in the way. Somebody has to do something. If you just let that man shoot, nah, you're, you're better off taking him out right there. Yes, you know, get a, a foul. foul. Yeah, no. Credit to him. So, yeah, go up to nothing. And our boy, favorite of the podcast, David McGoldrick. <laughs> you know. He had a good game. He's solid. He, I mean, you got to give it to this team. They are not quitting. Header, 59th minute. Brings it back 2-1. to one, Thinking maybe something's going to happen. Yeah. But no. The Irishman. Literally three minutes later. For me, goal of the weekend. Really? Yes. Okay. Don Bele. Oh yeah, I mean that was that was very creative. That was sickening. But I mean, we'll talk a little bit later about some Man City goals that were. Oh, uh, that those were good. Top drawer. Yeah, that was, that was straight out the top drawer. Do Not you know for what? Me. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jim. No, no. What, what, Not what? to interrupt, but yeah. I heard recently where the top drawer, where that comes from, what that means. Oh, tell me. So, and I'm probably going to uh, mess this up, but... It's the underwear drawer. <laughs> um, back in the day, you used to have like a dresser that had seven drawers in it yep. for each day. Oh, okay. And you would always put your best clothing... In the, in the top drawer. Uh-huh. So anything out of the top drawer is special. Okay. And super nice. It's your best stuff. Yeah. Well, the yeah. commentator said that, and I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing very poorly on the story, but apparently that's that's okay. where it came from. Well, I appreciate that. Fun fact. Learned ya. Yeah. <laughs> Teach me. No. Yeah. That goal, I mean, my goodness. I mean, when that goes in, you just tell. Sheffield was... They're spent. That that stuff, something like that, is so freakish. I mean, the ball bounces out. I mean, if you look at the angle, he is going com- almost completely away from the goal. Like his body is turned ninety degrees away from the goal. Outside the foot, flicks it up, perfect, dinks it right in. You know, um, Indom Bailey is. One of the players where Jose Mourinho, it's actually worked for Jose Mourinho by talking smack about him. Mm-hmm. You know, for when Jose Mourinho came last year, he was like, this guy doesn't train well. I mean, if he keeps his attitude up, he's not going to be in my team. And he called him out on numerous occasions. Oh, yeah. and Publicly. Yes. And he's Spurs yes. record signing. Man, he is really performing. Like, that is, my, that is just a cherry on top. This whole season he's been beasting, but he has. I mean, I can see last year when he came, I was like, I don't really see a player. He reminded me a lot of um, Tumu Bakioko. Oh yeah, yeah, Chelsea flop. Yes, yeah, French player came from the French league, um, and they had a lot of similarities to me. Mm. They took really kind of donkey first touches way out in front of them. And I was just like, I don't see see the player that they, they bought. But this year, man, some of his interchanges, his passing, he's just – he is solid. Oh, very solid. Am I saying something positive about Spurs? You are. Wow. Oh. This look on your face. You feeling okay, buddy? I, I mean, need, need to go you sit down. You need to check your temp. <laughs> Yeah, Sheffield, yeah, that put them at uh, 15 home goals conceded already this season, matching the total from all of last season. We're not even halfway through the season. No, no. That just shows you. Magic's gone. And with that. Do you think some of it was Dean Henderson? Some of it. Okay. Yeah, some of it. But clearly they've been figured out. I mean, there were a lot of factors working for them last year. You know, the luck went their way. The system they played was new and novel, but – no, those things just aren't happening anymore. If they get two wins in a row, will that build some confidence in them? And do you do you see them turning it around if they get two wins in a row? I don't see them getting those two wins, but if they do, okay, I'll be happy to uh, cheer them on. Okay, see if they could do a little something. But no, nah, I don't, man. I, it, I mean, that's the thing, man. The luck, you know, the one nothing wins last year, all that good stuff. This year, it's just not falling for them. Yeah, that's true. But I guess we'll watch them again next week. Moving on to 
what most people would consider El Clasico of England. Liverpool, zero. Manchester United, zero. Liverpool dominated, opening 20 minutes. I mean, just pure pressure, like a python squeezing a little baby rabbit. (laughs) But Man United, you got to say, for all Liverpool's possession, for all the huffing and puffing, no. Defense stood firm. Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, for me, players of the match. Great performance. Liverpool's front three, it's like a desert out there. They're not scoring anymore. You know, it's the first time since 2005 Liverpool haven't scored in three successive Premiership games. Yep. That's a long time ago. Yes. I can't even remember what I was doing in 2005. Hmm. I think I just started at East Carolina. We probably listen to Sugar Ray still. <laughs> uh. <sighs> yeah, Liverpool's still unbeaten. You know, over, uh, what is it, 68 games now? At home. Yep, yeah. at home. Yep, Anfield. Yeah, Man United, we kept trying counterattacks. Rashford, for whatever reason, cannot seem to be coached to not go off sides. He uh, has the record, you know, five times in this one game. Wow. Um, yes, yeah, it's a season record. But, yeah, Liverpool uh, putting it down. Fabinho looks like the best center back you've ever seen. I mean, it's really frightening to think, like, how good he is. Just every movement, perfect. First half, 67% possession for Liverpool. Manchester United, though, in the second half, looked a lot better and I would say had the best chances. Bruno with one. <clears throat> the free kick? No, the uh, it was a, a shot, pretty close range. Hit it right at Allison. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. side-footer. Yes, side-footed. Could have went anywhere else, but hey, what can you do? And then Pogba. Pretty close to the end of the game. Good movement from him. Get in there and just no. Didn't Allison. Allison. Yep, Allison. Just pure force. Just hit it right at him though. But yeah, that's the thing that kind of hurts. I mean, I would have taken nil nil before the game. But with those chances, it was really there for the taking. I mean, three points at Anfield versus Liverpool would have been the mother of all statements. Yeah. But we'll take it. Yeah. Um, young Gun Silver Fox. Ooh, worth Gosh. a mention. Most touches. Anyone. Incredible. He is such a baller. He makes people look foolish. It looks so simple for him. I don't I don't think he ever breaks a sweat. No. Oh man. <clears throat> no, there's there was... no sweat in that gray head. It's it's it is the perfect shade of salt and pepper. Yeah, it is. Man, he's like got Paula Dean. Yeah, something she mix up. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh man, um, there was one point where he made a tackle, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he thought he he won the tackle fairly, but the referee caught it, and he looks up and he had these eyes like, like, um, Al Pacino. Oh, <laughs> like did, crazy man eyes. Did you just? blow the whistle <laughs> you blowing the whistle at me i mean it was it was it it gave me shivers <laughs> when i was watching i was like oh 
because the camera zoomed in on him and it was like he was looking at the camera. I was like, oh man, that, that ooh, yeah. hair stood up on the back of my neck. <laughs> oh, dang. But what a player he is. And he makes everything look so simple. I don't think he ever sprints. He jogs around and just controls the game. He I mean, he'll is, go right around people and it just makes them look like they're standing still. Oh, what? He did something to Fred. Fred oh, man, that was filthy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Fred needs to go back to kindergarten with that one. Yeah. I mean, but I think uh, Fred got him one time as well. He did. Uh, he did Br- Bruno a couple of times. Pretty. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's frightening. Bruno did not have a good game. He was MIA for most of it. Yeah, he was just good jogging around trying to. Uh, yeah, that could have been the difference if he'd have been on form. But yeah, I mean, I can't complain. I'll take it. Good game. Good match. Yeah, it was great. Great match for it. Nil, nil. Yep, yep. So, moving down the road, Manchester City four, Crystal Palace zero. Talk about ominous, Man City. People kind of slept on them a little bit, forgot about them. They're right there in the mix, and looking better than they have all season. I think they purchased the buy of the season. And Ruben Diaz. He has – and John Stones. John Stones. He was like – he was on par to become the next Phil Jones. Yeah, he was. Or Ooh, Gary Phil Cahill. Yeah. Like, that's a disservice s- to Gary Cahill. I, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Phil Gary. Jones, that's, that's appropriate. Yes, okay. That's fair. He was on his way to becoming like the next Phil Jones. Yes. And – He's been riding the pine for about a year and a half. I thought his career was over. Yeah, I mean, everybody thought was, he was done at City. but I mean, Chelsea, uh, there were talks that Chelsea was going in for him in the summer and going to bring him in, and it didn't happen. And now look at those yeah. two. This partnership, ten games together, one goal conceded. I know. They, that's what's scary about Man City right now. Before they used to – just outscore yep. everyone. I mean, they if you score five, they're going to score ten. Okay? Yep. Yeah. You, we do whatever you do, just twice as better. No. Now, they're getting these real, I mean, just, you know, the one against uh, Brighton and Hove Albion, 1-0. Mm-hmm. Like, they're grinding stuff out, but people aren't scoring against them. No. That's, that's what worries me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got him. Got yeah, that's him. what's worrying, though. Yeah. Yeah, team can grind out one nothing wins. That's potentially the mark of a champion. Yeah. But this was a heck of a performance. It's not every day John Stones gets two goals. <laughs> I mean, it's actually never. <laughs> it had been his – it was his first goal for Manchester City. Yeah, since his Everton days, yes. his first goal. And then he scores two. I mean, aside from the England stuff, but yeah. Yeah, 26-minute – Header, I mean the assist, KDB, just pure gingerbread magic. The ginger king is waving just, his ginger wand. He waved that wand. I mean, just how the just how he trapped that ball. He took that touch. You could tell he he was thinking maybe I'm going to go bend it with the inside, and then how the defenders kind of stepped up to him. He went outside the right foot instantly. Perfect. Perfect pass. I mean, who does that? That is – that's up there with the best. 
like Dennis Bergkamp or somebody, like the best technicians of all time. The yes. technique, yeah, is out of the top drawer. Yes. We are seeing some of the finest assist just magicians of all time playing in our right now. Yep. I mean, there are so many incredibly talented guys that can play a ball with the outside of their foot, bend it around two players, and find your six foot four center back. Floppy haired John Stones. Wow. Yeah, I mean just pivot on on the fly, you know, shift his whole, you know, what he was gonna do with the ball. His intelligence, his IQ is is yeah. just he, he's the greatest out of this midfielder world. in in the league, hands yes. down, probably the world. Hundredth assist for Man City in all competitions. I'd say the world. Yeah, yeah. I would go world. Yeah, I mean when he's him, on form, yeah. Could you could you imagine a midfield with him and Young Gun Silver Fox? <sighs> My goodness, him and Bruno, something like that. Yeah, if you can just get two of those three in the same team. Golly. Mm. Then maybe the pick of the bunch. Would you? This is the goal you're thinking of? Gundogan. Yep. Oh wow. What I what I was impressed with is his tenacity to actually win the ball back. I mean he he went after my doppelganger and just fifty fifty him like two or three times, pokes the ball away, does a little one two with himself in between a couple of players, and then just, wow. Unleashes. Yeah. No. Great goal. Then John Stones. I mean, you know you know you're going to lose if John Stones is scoring two on you. Yeah. But good hustle from him. Yeah. Got there quickest. Got a little rebound, put it in. Yeah. I mean, City have conceded the fewest goals in the Premier League this season, as we were saying. And, yeah, when you're up 3 nothing. nobody's going to score on you. You lock it down. Sterling. Wow. Little cherry on top. That was a, that was heck, nasty. That was nasty. Yeah. Crystal Palace finished with twenty seven percent possession. I mean it was oh, it was just I felt bad for them. And that possession they did have was in their own half. Probably ninety percent of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I mean you, yeah. yeah, they couldn't get out. No. Uh, Zaha was a huge miss for them. Yes, that was unfortunate. Was he he was injured in okay. the Arsenal game. Yeah. Okay. Picked up a knock. Yep. He picked up a good old-fashioned knock. Yep. Didn't help my fantasy team at all this week. Yeah. Fantasy is weird this week it's with all these so nuts, man. I don't know why I kept Allison on the bench. Ooh. And played McCarthy. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know why he did that either. Yeah. And then, of course, the guy that I was playing had John Stones. Oh, gosh. 21 points. Oh. And he has another game <laughs> this is. year for a single wow. player. What are the odds? Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's rough, man. Oh. But final game of the game week happened today earlier. Arsenal 3, Newcastle, Cero. <laughs> First half, 0 0. Our boy, Carl, Dirty Carl. Darlow, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> gosh, he's a. I feel bad for him. He's a heck of a goalie. Man, he has some good saves though. Oh yeah, good time. Yeah, good game. Second half though exploded. You remember the story of the coelacanth? 
What? The fish that they thought was extinct. No. And then they found one off the coast of Australia, I think, or somewhere. Okay. Africa. Maybe this is in the 80s. But a fish they thought was gone suddenly reappeared before their eyes. That's how I felt watching that goal by Aubameyang in the 50th minute. I thought it, I thought that this player was gone. He scored a few, but this was vintage. Quick counterattack, got the ball, took it all the way, dribbled inside the box, ripped it. Beautiful thing. Yeah, Garlo had no chance. No, beautiful thing. Yeah, 60th minute. He releases, uh, you know, favorite of the pod here, Emil Smith Rowe. This kid is a freaking player. I I like his whole style. I do too. He's a throwback. Just how he looks, the dress, you know, just how he's dressed. I don't know how to describe it. Just the whole vibe of this kid. Of this kid. His style, on the ball, twisting, turning, boom, bang, crosses it in for a uh, soccer. Tap it in. What he did to Lascelles was, I mean, um, Smith Rowe. What Smith Rowe did to Lascelles in this move, he took him outside, cut in, then took him back outside. He almost made uh, Lascelles twist his whole body in half. Yeah, he twisted that underwear up. Oh. Bunched it. Man. And then just a find, and that was just a perfect cutback to Saka. Just, I mean, what a. I mean, that's all Smith Rowe right there. Yep. Perfect. Couldn't miss. Gosh, he's a player. And then uh, 77th minute, Bamiyang, similar. Gets the ball played back. Puts it in. I mean, Newcastle, they're they're looking – they look like they quit. This is what I don't understand. They had Joe Ellington. They had – one of the Neanderthal brothers. <laughs> yeah. And then they had um, Colin Wilson. So you've got a six foot seven Neanderthal up there. <laughs> yeah. And they maybe put two crosses into the box when they had possession. Mm-mm. What I mean, Almiron especially, he'd get the ball and he'd look up and he, oh, let me play it short. You got a freaking giant. You have, yes, land of the lost. Yes, up front. (laughs) Just put it in the mix and let that big, bushy. (laughs) Cro-Magnon. I don't know. Just let Andy Carroll go go up for it. Yes. I mean, not rocket science. Yeah. No. Thank you. No. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle would have no complaints, man. They, Arsenal, though, moved up in the top half of the table. First time? Yep. Wow. They're looking rejuvenated. Yes. And I think it's two players that have done it. Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe. And Saka. Yep. That's the future. Yep. Yeah. Arsenal had like a spa day or something, man. They look refreshed. Yep. Well, you know, Rebecca Lowe mm-hmm. on NBC Sports was talking about at halftime. Obama Yang scored 22 goals. Last year, has three this year. What's going on with him? What does he do? He shuts her up real hard. Yeah. Girl, you shut up. I liked it. Bamiang. He looked happy, too. Yeah. Hadn't seen him smile in, like, six months. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Good week of games. Good week. Some good games. Good goals. 
Good goals. Yes, Love sir. It. Yes, sir. Well, Joe, you want to move on to our segments? Yes. It's All that right. time of the week. It is. It is. This first one we like to call. It's the creme de la. It's the creme de la. It's the creme de la. Creme de la prem. Which basically means, you know, something super fly that we saw. Great goal. Just the best of the best. Joe, who you got this week? Hmm. I got to go Aubameyang. Really? That performance. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. I like to see him happy. I like to see him scoring the real goals, not the little fluky stuff. No. This first one in particular, man. Big fan of it. Yeah, he cut the ball to his left foot. Yep. Young kids. If you're a forward, you need to be able to shoot with both feet. Yes. And he used his left foot to smash. Smash that. Public service announcement, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, Anama Yang became Obama Yang. Yes. The caterpillar became a butterfly again. Yes, he did. I think I had him down as the um, golden boot winner. Yes. Oh, I was right there with you. That looks bad. <laughs> it does look. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. All right. There's still well, time, though. There is. I mean, if he scores two goals for the next half of the season per game. Maybe. <laughs> Even then. with, like, 40. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I have to go with um, Gundogan. Mm. That goal that he scored against Crystal Palace was phenomenal. Um, I really like him as a player, but the tenacity, like I said, for him to just press the ball, win the ball, juke a couple people out, and then from very – I mean, like there were three or four players around him when he just put it in the top of the onion bag. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful and just silky, silky smooth. (laughs) So silky. I mean, I could have gone with uh, Sterling's goal, too. Those two goals, same spot, yes. really. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's a sweet spot. Gaeta, I mean, wow. To be, you set up your wall to stop it from going one direction. You're standing on that side and get to get beat yes. on the side that you're standing had to be something special, and it was. Yeah. It was smashed. Mm. But, yeah. Either Gundogan or Sterling. Those goals were phenomenal. So, yes. All right. All right. It's that time. Yes, it is. It's the segment you don't want to hear your name called. Just don't. Nope. That's right. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Quick one. (laughs) Psyched you out. Who you got this week, Matt? I'm going to go with Oliver Norwood. Mm. I did not bring this up during the Spurs game, but um, I got to say bless his heart because Spurs were up 1-0. Sheffield United's in their own half. A ball is played to Norwood in the middle, about 10 yards outside of his own PK. Or, I'm sorry, outside of his own penalty box. Right. He takes a 
terrible first touch that goes about five yards in front of him, tries to get it back. That's when Hoybier steals it right off him, plays mm-hmm. it right to Harry Kane, goal. Didn't try to take Hoybier out, just let it happen. And then, you know, Sheffield United score to make it a close game. What happens next? Ethan Ampadu has the ball, wins the ball in his own half. Norwood is in the same position, just on the other side of the field. And Ampadu plays the ball to him. He lets it run across of him. Instead of taking a touch, goes straight to the Spurs, who played (laughs) in, and get a goal. Yeah. He had two very poor decisions that cost them the game. I mean, obviously it was three to one, but still, those two put the game out of reach for Sheffield United. And that's what's so uh, difficult about the game. And just, it's kind of heartbreaking that you can make two mistakes and it will end. You can even make one mistake and it will cost you a game. But he made two very poor decisions, costing the game. The worst part of this, you know, I'm told you about this new app that I use for soccer scores and everything. They rated him a 6.5 in that game hmm. and gave Ampadu a 5.6. I mean. What is this, like one of those classes where everything is weighted? I guess so. <laughs> but I just, when I saw that, I was like, why isn't anybody saying this? Why isn't anybody talking about this guy who literally allowed Spurs to win the game because he made two poor decisions, and they were, I mean, bad. If you watch this game over, very bad decisions. And that's all I got to say. Mm. No, you said it well. I got to go with uh, one of our favorites, Anthony Robinson. Ooh, Okay. Yeah, that whole – man, I think this game was actually there for Fulham to get at least a point. Maybe could even want it. I don't know. We'll never know. I mean, he was playing phenomenally. I mean, just everything about it. I was down for it. No, right before halftime, we discussed it earlier, just dumb decision. Yeah. Put his team down to 10 men for the entire second half. You know, and they fought on, but – Nah, man, you can't be doing that. I mean, he's new to the league. He's a young guy. I hope he uh, gets his head on straight, but, nah, man, you just can't be doing that. He just has to learn from it, you know. And I think the game was starting to get a little chippy. Yep. He was trying to prove himself, you know, to his team and, yeah, show he's a fighter, blah, blah, blah. Nah, man, that was just dumb. I mean, you can go into a tackle that hard, but do it – correctly and yes. win the ball and don't trail I mean yeah if your second leg is in the air that's that's a problem yes and if it's hitting somebody hitting at full speed at their shin <laughs> flipping and not their feet yeah, yeah. I mean nah. gosh Cobra Kai yeah seriously Dang. man season four <laughs> starts filming <laughs> Craven Cottage <laughs> season four go. Craven Cottage there you go yeah yeah just Anthony when if you listen to this just dust your shoulders off. Pick yourself up. Yep. Just you get back out there. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. That's my guy. 
All right, well, we are moving on to our next segment. Now, this one is something that we saw that was maybe gentlemanly or something really stylish, but we call this... Fine as frog's hair. Fine as frog's hair. Joe, I gotta ask you, who's your finest frog's hair this week? Indom Belle. Oh, wow. Yeah, that finish. Foin! <laughs> As frog's hair. Yeah. Foin? It has stuff was foin. Yeah, my goodness. Did the more you? I rewatched it, the more I'm just. Is blown that from away. Clueless? Foin? I don't know. No. That was Brooklyn Nine a- Nine? Oh, it was way before that. It's probably something Boing. in the nineties. I don't know. Like something that Wayne's uh, World maybe. Um, could have been Wayne's World. It could have been something that Polly Shore was in. Oh, <laughs> oh, Polly Shore name drop. Yes, we should get him on the pod. Oh man, that He's, I don't know if we. He probably needs work. I'd pee my pants. Yeah. <laughs> he, he might get the weasel work. on. Yeah, <laughs> Polly Shore, if you listen to this, we can't pay you, but we, we will can, boost your career. We'll get you back out there, man. Yes. A lot of Hollywood people listen to this podcast. Absolutely. Oh, man. Dang, good name drop. Sorry. No, I like that. I mean, this was worthy of Pauly Shore at his peak. Wow. Encino Man. Yes. Yes. Son-in-law. Son-in-law. Man, what a movie. Yes. This goal was worthy of that lineage. That was really it for him, wasn't it? That was the peak, yeah. Is he in Biodome? Yeah. No. Yeah. He was? Him and the Baldwin brother. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, in the army now. Oh that man. That was his last good one. That was good. Dang. R.I.P. Polly Shore. Yes. Career. His career. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> we think. We hope. Oh man. We hope he's still alive. But yeah, that goal. My goodness, just incredible. Just the the, the physics of it, the trajectory. Mm-hmm. Insane. I mean, you could try that hundred times and not not score. Yep. To go full speed, surrounded by people. I mean, nobody thought he had a chance. Went right in. Incredible. No, that, for me, that's it. That's the finest of the week. Well done, sir. Well, I have to go, and I'm, I'm going a different direction. Okay. So, if you kept up with what's going on over in England... You know, they have a pretty serious outbreak, like us. Mm -hmm. Um, And people are starting to get concerned that football players kind of are allowed to do whatever they want. You know, the league's going on, even though nobody can go watch the games. They're just – it's almost like the, uh, the rules do not apply to the football players. So they asked or I'm sorry, they did not ask. They said, when you celebrate a goal, you don't need to be... Touching, hugging. Hugging, high-fiving. Kissing. Yeah, stay away, stay away from each other. This whole weekend, when people scored, all doing it. All hugging. Everybody's doing it. Everybody. Except. Except for James Madison. Mm Mm-hmm. Teen Wolf himself. Yes. Now, he had a wonderful strike 
But what he did afterwards, went over to the sideline, his players started trying to surround him, and he was like, nope, nope, yep. I'll stay back. And then he did the little, like, air, air high fives. Yeah, air handshake. Air handshake and everything. And I thought that was very respectful because he was actually following the rules. And then the the uh, after the game, they interviewed him, and they were, like, asking him about it. And he was like, well, you know, we're very fortunate to be doing – doing this like playing the game we love and if if they ask us to do something as simple as just not high-fiving not hugging and celebrating it's the least that we could do and I thought that that was very big of him and commentators afterwards were saying you know he's a young player and to have that um, confidence that courage to come out and say like this is what we should be doing I thought was huge and they were saying, you know, if you see somebody like Marcus Rashford or Harry Kane, if they did that, you know, it would it would change how people would feel. And maybe it would set a very good example. And, of course, I got to talk about Harry Kane scoring the next day when he had everybody and their brother jump on top of him and hug him and kiss him. And it's like, Harry Kane, you basically got called out. Yep. And what do you do? You don't care. You don't care. James Madison, you have to give him credit. That is one cocky son of a gun. You can just tell the way he plays, interviews, everything. Yeah. And he backs it up sometimes. He does. He does. Especially here lately. He's been on fire. Yeah. He, um, you know, I I picked him start off my fantasy year. I, he was one of my picks. And he did not play for a good, like, first half of the first half of the season. And so I had to get rid of him. But, I mean, over the last five or six weeks – it's been unstoppable with him playing like right behind Vardy, Harvey Barnes just running all over the place. They, I mean, they're scary. Yes. So, oh, who picked up James Madison fantasy? Probably you. That's right. It's because me. Because <laughs> I, I, I probably talk too much about I've been him. reaping the rewards. <laughs> but yeah, I just really respect uh, what James Madison did, followed the rules. I mean, he's, he's exactly right. If they're very fortunate to do something, to be able to play the game and do it under these crazy circumstances. And if only thing they ask you to do is just, hey, try to stay stay away, maybe not hug, just to set a good example. Because we know that they all, you know, they take tests before they go and play, but it's still setting an example for everybody else to follow. And he did it, and I really respect that. I like it. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Well, guys, like we said, we have an email this week. So hop on the tailgate. But before we start the tailgate, I got a surprise for Joe. Oh, okay. I want to give you a little stats. Oh, hit me with it. So we are multinational. We're in a couple of different countries, you know. Okay. We're international. Bonjour. Yeah. Yes. Not there yet. Okay. Not France. Oh, but Frenchies. <laughs> We, I just want to run down because we picked up a couple of new listeners. Okay. From different countries. So okay. I want to run down the list. Obviously, we've got the majority of people in the U.S. listening to us, but we got some, some mates uh, down in Australia. Uh huh. Yeah. Heck yeah. We've got some, uh, a few in Belgium. Mm. I don't know what to say to them in Belgium. But Hello. We love your waffles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
and then a single listener in Great Britain. So whoever you are, wow! Shout out to you in Great Britain, brave individual. I think it, I we mean, support you. Yeah, please write us. It's probably Harvey Barnes. Yeah, <laughs> or his dad. Yeah. And then South Africa. Oh, okay. And we picked up two new ones. I, I know you knew knew about those, but we've got some freaky dicky Dutch in the house. Oh, dang, oh, hey, y'all. Hey. What up, what up, And then finally, Deutschland. Oh, dang. Yes, we have a German in the house, too. It's probably Timo Werner. Yeah. Or Kai Havertz. Maybe they listen it's together. A shadow account. <laughs> What are they saying about us this week, Kai? Yeah. But we just want to give all you crazy listeners out there, all you studs in other parts of the world, Thanks. we appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, man, big time. Definitely yeah. appreciate y'all. Woo. Write us. All right. Well, Joe, do you want to go over the email? Do you have it pulled up? I do. I pulled that sucker up. Okay. So it says Lamont, but they signed off with the boys. So I don't know, maybe it's two guys, a couple guys. Okay. Some buddies. Good email. We this like is it. A good email. Dear studs, let's just go question by question. Yes, he he asked a few questions, so we're going to take them one at a time. One at a time. We like it very well uh, formatted. Question. Yes. Clear breaks. Frank Lampart is a mediator, mediocre coach at best. Change my mind. Mm, I'm not going to change your mind. I can't really change your mind either. I mean, you know as. As a Chelsea fan and as a Frank Lampard fan, as a player, you know, I want to see him succeed. But when you look at some of the best coaches in the world right now, you know, just look at Frank Lampard. I'm sorry. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Look at Pep Guardiola. Look at Jurgen Klopp. Um, Pep is kind of a unique situation where he started at Barcelona. Um, but I think he was coaching the B team before that. So, and Jurgen Klopp started off in like, you know, League Two with Germ well, with a German team. So in the Bundesliga, excuse me, or is it even the Bundesliga? Anyway, they all of these coaches started off at a lower division and worked their way up. Now Frank did start out at Derby County, but he had one season. Mm-hmm. He. Is not up to the level of some of the coaches in the Premier League. He's not. That's fair. But at the same time, if your club comes to you and says, "Hey, do you want to take over?" You got to do it. Oh, he had to. If if Roman Abramovich gives me a call and says, "Hey, man, you want to come coach?" It would stress me out. I would lose all. Oh, and you can all see three of the hair that I have on my head. Couple of, you can but see I would the take sweat it. beating on his face. Some of these games, man. He, you know he's under crazy stress. He is under stress, and you can tell, especially after the humbling defeat to Manchester City, that it really pains him to not be able to put the team where he wants them to be. And I don't. The biggest, the biggest thing that I do not like about Frank Lampard is I do not see him coaching during the game. I, I mean, he's he's letting the game influence him emotionally, spiritually, whatever you want to say, rather than him impacting it. Yes. I, I mean, if you look at Jurgen Klopp, if you watch Pep Guardiola on the sidelines, I mean, they're constantly yelling and just yelling at the referees, but they're also yelling at their players. And 
communicating with them. And Frank Lampard, as a as a player, I don't know if he was that type of player. So does that transition into that same type of coach where you don't communicate much? You just say, hey, you know, I taught you what you need to know on on the pitch. So do what I told you to do. And then at halftime, I'll give you a little like, hey, y'all need to be doing something different. I just – I don't see him reacting well on the sideline. Right. You know, if you even if you go back to Antonio Conte when he was at Chelsea, I mean, he literally could not speak after every game because he yelled at everyone. Mm-hmm. So Frank Lampard is a mediocre coach. Do I want to see him succeed? Absolutely. Do I think he'll do it with Chelsea? I don't. You don't? I don't. Mm. Yeah, I think mediocre is a good word. Like He's not bad. At times he's been pretty good. But, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a success. He's got to get something firing here soon. Yes. I mean, if Chelsea gives him time, will he become a good coach? Yes, I think he will. But we all know that Chelsea managers, as soon as you sign that on the dotted line, your time is the winding is waiting, down. Waiting for you. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. getting the chop. Yeah, but I mean that's also you know since Abramovich has taken over, that's why we've been one of the most successful teams, if if not the most successful team since he's taken over, because we've won what was it sixteen trophies in sixteen seasons. Right. I mean that's there's a method to the madness. So yes. That's what I got. Okay. Mediocre. I, I second it, yeah. Uh, I'm not changing anybody's mind on that. Second question. I like this. Grealish, does he leave this summer? And if so, where does he go and why? Joe, go ahead. I don't think he's going to leave, but he could. And if he does go, I'm just nailing my colors to the wall. I think he's going to Manchester United. I could see it. I know he's expressed a little little affection for Man United if he had to leave, you know, uh, last season. And I know there been some articles on The Athletic about it. You know, Manchester United, really hot on him. Really. I mean, maybe it would take players having to leave, you know, Pogba, maybe a Martial. But, yeah, they want, they want somebody who can truly take that creative burden off Bruno and I think Grealish, young, English, I mean, literally one of Europe's most creative players, most dynamic, and just every game up for it. He's got the right mentality. And we make fun of him, but, man, I'd be all, I'd be like, bring that hair, bring those legs, bring the tiny shorts, man. Bring it home to Manchester. Yeah, I'd be all for it. And I think that's probably what would happen. I mean, it would cost a lot of money. But, yeah, if he does go, I think it would be Manchester United. I could not have said it better myself. Mm. Every point that you just said, I completely concur with. If if he leaves, which, again, I don't think it will be this summer either, it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. So, I mean. With them doing so well, I don't see why he would leave. Like, last season, yes. Okay. Had they been relegated? Yes. Right. But the way things are going this season, I mean, Villa are incredible. And he's playing incredible. I mean, it, it takes a step up to Manchester United is a whole different ball game, though. Yeah. You know, you're playing on a different 
different field, basically. You know, the type of pressure that's put on you if you play for Manchester United. And, and also, I always wonder about, you know, the big fish in a little pond going to a bigger pond. Mm-hmm. Same thing that happened with Eden Hazard. You know, he was our star player. Goes to Real Madrid and falls wow. off the face of the earth. Yes. So I could see something like that happening to Grealish because he is their main man at Villa. He is the captain. That's a good shout out. I think, yeah, Eden Hazard. He, I mean, Grealish is basically the new. He, yeah. He, he's a, he's the Premier League's most similar player, I would say. Yes. In terms of it. Yeah. And so if he goes to Man U, does that mean that he's still going to be top dog? He's not. He yeah. won't be top dog. Mm. So I, it's, it's, it's got to take a certain personality. Yep. I mean, you know, Bruno Fernandez, for all the times he screams about somebody touching him, he has the type of mentality that you want in a team. He, as soon as he got to Manchester United, you could see him just saying, Pogba, hey, Go here. Yep. Like he commands respect. Yeah, true leader. And he yeah, requires it of himself too. Yep. But yeah, I would see Grealish fitting in. I'd take him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Anywhere else you could see him possibly going? Oh, I don't know. Not really. I don't either. I mean, I don't know why he would leave, but if he did, I think it would be Manchester United. Yeah. Arsenal? Did yeah. you see him at Arsenal? I couldn't see them paying up. Mm-mm. No, they don't. Yeah, they just got a loan from the Bank of England. Yeah. <laughs> There's been two teams, Everton and I think Arsenal, both went to the Bank of England to say, like, we need a loan. What? Damn. Weird. Crazy. All right. All right. What's this next question, Joe? Will the two of you follow and report on Charlotte FC when they start up? Which we're about a year away. You know, this podcast is primarily focused on the English Premier League. Yep. We may later on bring more or a, basically a different, because we've discussed this, yeah. kind of like which, a... Which we like and support MLS. Yeah. I'd be happy to support Charlotte. But, yeah, just time-wise, it's tough. I mean, we battle as it is to keep it short enough. Right. But yeah, I like... Or maybe even bring somebody in to do a little two-minute blurb on them, a little update, something, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice. um, You said it's a year away. Yeah. Hopefully by then. Next spring. We could actually get get over there and see some games. Yep. I mean, Charlotte's not too far away. What, Uh an hour and a half for us? an hour and a half. So, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be nice, yeah. You know people in Charlotte. That's right. I know people in Charlotte. Make make it happen. Yep, let's do it. We'll see y'all out there. Yeah. All right. Next question. Aguero leaves the EPL. Does he go to Argentina, MLS, or La Liga? What do you think, Joe? Back to Argentina. Studs the line. Studs the line. Independiente, I think he's already said he's going back home. Yeah, I think, you know, he is um, or he he was Diego Maradona's – Son-in-law? Son-in-law, yep. So I think he's got a, a true calling to go back mm-hmm. to Argentina. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely think that he'd, he'd go back. 
Yep, I think that's pretty much nailed on. Yeah, I and I mean, he could he could have a fantastic career for a few years there too. Yeah, true. I mean, they bleed soccer down there. Oh my goodness, yeah, it's yeah. nuts. I would love to see who's who's like end up. Who did you say the Independiente? Independiente. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. Tongue twister for me. <laughs> Them and what Boca Juniors? Yeah, Boca River Plate. Oh. River Plate and Boca, that's the game club? Yeah. I want to see. Yeah, there's several teams that, I mean, from what I understand, like it's not even fair to compare their fans to Europe. Like they, I mean, they're literally like killing each other. It's crazy. Maybe we shouldn't go to that maybe game. We, yeah. <laughs> we'll watch maybe on TV. We, maybe we, uh, yeah, we'll go to Argentina yeah, we'll and watch it on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right. All righty. Well, last question. Okay. We appreciate this email. So he said, early, but pick your Euro winner for this summer for the Euros. Hmm. The delayed Euro 2020, now coming to you summer 2021. I mean, the Euros are yeah, – I mean, do you think it will be almost a repeat of the World Cup? Could be. I got, I got a team I'm picking, and I got a team a little bit of a dark horse. Okay. I'm thinking. Go ahead. Going Belgium. That's your dark horse or winning? That's my winner. Okay. That's my odds-on winner. Dark okay. horse, this team is stacked. And they got a little bit of history of winning here lately. Portugal. Wow, yeah, they are. Gosh, they're stacked. Yeah, Ronaldo, Swansong. I mean, this is his last couple of years. I mean, you got some true leaders. Him, Bruno, and we can go down the list. Chow Felix, yes, one of my favorite players is, to watch. Oh yeah, Chow Felix, you got a lot of talent. Ruben Diaz, I mean they've got. It's oh, a solid team. I think the whole Wolves team. Yeah, exactly. Wolves <laughs> and their bench. Yeah, I'm, wow. yeah, that's my dark horse for me, Portugal. Okay, well I was gonna say Belgium as well, but when I think about Belgium, their attacking talent is is there for everybody to see. I worry about their defense getting older. You know, their center backs, like for Tongan, Art of Ariel. Toby. You know, and I think they've got a Lukaku brother in there. Um, yeah, their center backs is what worry me. Um, I think they've got probably, you know, pretty decent outside backs. And then going forward, they're, yeah, Lukaku is looking unbelievable yes. in, in Italy. You know, you get Eden Hazard back actually healthy kdb telemans i mean pratt oh, i mean this disgusting just, yeah they've got so much talent um so yeah i'm i'm down with uh with belgium as well if it's not them then i think it'd probably be portugal's nice but man i don't i don't know i'm, I'm just gonna stick with belgium okay belgium it is yeah can't go wrong. I mean, because you got Croatia, you've got England. Wow. I mean, there's just, you know, you look at England and you look at every position and you you can see three deep of players that are in the English Premier League or overseas, and or not overseas, I'm sorry, you're playing in a, well, really it's just one, isn't it? It's the right back tier. Right back at Atletico Madrid, who just got 
banned for yes. 18 <laughs> for months or something. Yeah. Um, and you got Jaden Sancho. Yeah, Sancho. Yeah, I mean, England is – they're – I don't think they'd be a dark horse in this. I mean, they they could put a team together. Gosh. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it will. It will. Yeah. So who was that? The boys? The boys. All right. Lamont. Lamont, the boys. The boys. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Yes. So, uh, once again, guys, you can reach us if you email at seersoccerstuds.com. Yeah, no, no. At gmail.com. <laughs> yep. Um, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at seersoccerstuds. Not many people are checking us out. <laughs> but we got faith in y'all. It's Tell cool. your friend. Yep. Tell one friend this week. Yes. But, yeah, we appreciate you coming in and listening to us. Came for the footy, but stayed for the accents. All right. Yes. Until next time, studs up.